Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With the Baker's Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices. For the win! Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show featuring Jason Zuck. Jason has been an intuitive psychic medium since 2004. This show will cover a variety of topics relating to spirituality, mediumship, self-improvement, and intuitive guidance. Whatever interests you, remember that we are all here to share and learn. Sit back and get ready to socialize with the social psychic. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's with great pleasure that I have the opportunity of bringing on special guest, Wendy Coulter, certified medical intuitive. When you investigate or try to find out additional facts about medical intuition, a lot of times, if you do a Google search on this topic area, a lot of the, of the cutting edge uh, work in this area is being done out on the West Coast. And California is one of those, I would say, a trailblazing area for us. Wendy Coulter is actually a trailblazer within this movement. As a certified medical intuitive, certified energy healing practitioner, and as a certified transformational coach, she's been a practicing professional medical intuitive for 20 years and is the leading trainer for healthcare professionals. Wendy's based in Los Angeles. She's effectively taught doctors, nurses, psychologists, therapists, and energy workers how to use their medical intuition in their practices. Wendy's early education included participation in Louise Hayes' renowned intimate living room healing sessions in Brentwood, California. She furthered her path by studying various energy modalities, including Yusui Reiki, crystal healing, transcendental meditation, transformational coaching, and NLP. Wendy is the founder and CEO of The Practical Path, which presents educational programs and metaphysics for professional and personal intuitive development. She founded The Practical Path to showcase her unique accredited certification programs in medical intuition for health and wellness. She's a published author and has lectured and taught at prominent educational and healing centers, including the University of California, San Diego School of Medicine, Prebis Cardiovascular Institute at Scripps Health, San Diego, Andrew Wildman Center for, Andrew Wild Center for Integrated Medicine, and the University of Arizona, among others. In fact, the University of California San Diego School of Medicine recently announced their collaboration with Wendy for a research study on medical intuition based on the remarkable results of her pilot study of graduates for this program. It's with great pleasure that I welcome Wendy to the show. Welcome to the show, Wendy. Hey, hi, Jason. How are you? 
I, I will say doing your introduction just now, it's so exciting for me to have you come on the show because medical intuition is something that really intrigues me. I um, personally, myself, I've worked with stuff with Reiki. Crystal healing is really big for me. I meditate. I don't do the coaching or NLP, but I love the stuff that you're in and that you've been in as a trailblazer. And that's something that I think our audience is going to really enjoy learning more about. Um, first question I want to ask you looking at this, how did you decide to go into this area and pursue this path? <laughs> well, that's a long <laughs> road, but <laughs> I'll try to give you the <laughs> short answer. Um, I, uh, uh, when I started out with, you know, learning about things in the bioenergy sector, meaning energy healing and things like that, I was always attracted to that. You know, I was always attracted to this sort of kind of, um, uh, area and I took some formal training. I took a lot of different kinds of training, but I ended up taking some formal training in an energy medicine uh, skill. And I noticed that um, I was able to perceive into the body um, more than my other classmates or colleagues could. And that comes from years of what I would call informal perception training from the time I was very young. <laughs> um, okay. And this was kind of, you know, just a fun game for me to see if I could perceive things, you know, sort of like kids are interested in sports and basketball and drawing and math. I was interested in mental telepathy you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and things like that, you know, without really even knowing what that was about. I just sort of was interested in all that sort of fun woo-woo stuff. And I just kind of trained myself over the years to be able to perceive with visual perception, visual intuition. And it was kind of a natural progression for me. And so when I became an energy healer, and, and that was also a long road to get there. I didn't start out in, in that area. I, I had a whole different career or two. I saw that as I was doing my energy work that I was really getting clear imagery uh, into the physical body and into the biofield. And I could also sort of see the life history there as well. And, um, you know, at that point I began noticing that my colleagues were sending me their tough cases and, Doctors were calling me for consultations very quietly and secretly <laughs> uh, wow. about their tough patients. And I realized that what I was doing was something that other healers were maybe getting a flash on, like a hit of information, but I was actually getting a lot of information. And uh, it became sort of a, a practice for me in how to not only kind of focus on that, but also how to teach it properly to people who are interested in learning that. I think what I like about your approach, and obviously I'm already bought into this because for me, <laughs> um, I started doing the intuitive stuff about 15 years ago, but really actively exploring it about three years ago when I started doing this professionally and being open and starting this podcast. So nice. I got Pranic Healing certified and Reiki. Very good. And then the Crystal Healing for me started at Sedona. But uh, the, yeah. one, the one thing I wanted to follow up with you about is in terms of, of medical intuition, a lot of people will, will look at this, uh, probably not my audience, but I'm saying the general mainstream society, with a huh? bit of hesitation. And I would ask you, <laughs> if someone's listening to this because they stumbled on this podcast for the first time and they're driving on a road trip and they just want to hear us talk for a few minutes, I'm joking about, of course, what, what suggestion would you make to someone who is reluctant to embrace what medical intuition can do? in terms yes. of its true strength and healing potential? That is really a great question, Jason. Um, here's the thing. 
<laughs> Here's the thing. I teach at um uh I teach physicians, I teach medical doctors, I teach uh you know, people from the complementary alternative field, people from the mental health care field. I teach nutritionists, I teach health coaches, I teach you know, surgeons. I teach all kinds of professional medical and healthcare people. Because, and here's the reason why, every good, certainly medical doctor or physician will be using their intuition whether they acknowledge it or not. And uh, when I teach physicians at, say, the Andrew Weil Center, one of the conversations is, you know what? All the really good people that you think are good in their field, they're using intuition regardless of whether or not they, they are, they're aware they are. Um, and that's a real hallmark of a good physician. And those are, frankly, the kind of people that you in your personal life and anyone listening to this would say, oh, go see my acupuncturist. They're amazing. Well, why are they amazing? Why are they better than another one? And a lot of them are sure. using what they would call gut instinct or just I had a feeling about it or, you know, a, that sort of thing. And that's mm-hmm. really where the yeah. discussion begins with people from the allopathic medicine side of things. Um, because they all recognize that. They all recognize that they can get gut hunches and gut feelings about things, and very often they turn out to be correct. What I find interesting about this, and, I, and, and you could probably embellish on this better than me, but I know Western medicine is taught to reduce things to provable, uh, concrete details, things that can be postulated about and uh, established over time. In, in terms of the legal yeah. field, we would say evidence. How yeah. do practitioners and physicians with their training and background, I would think there's a paradigm shift that they do to open themselves up to in starting to engage in, in, in medical intuitive practices and, and healing practices involving this area. Is that what you yeah. find as well? And if so, oh, how do you coach yeah. them and work with them to, to make that transition <laughs> for themselves? Well, it, 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 thank you for that question. It is a learning curve, that is for sure. <laughs> Um, but here's the thing. It's, it's a learning curve for anyone because what we're talking about here is how to access information that is you don't have obvious evidence for. <laughs> so let me share with you because I'm actually, you know, I have a very methodical approach uh, to this, this practice, and I've developed it and I teach it because you need to have some, you know, structure here. It can't just be all loosey-goosey, right? You want to be able to know how to do uh, this process in a methodical fashion. Therefore, it needs to be tested in a methodical fashion to see what kind of results you get. So um, just to let you know, I teach my students in, uh, you know, what would be a a very, um, they have to fill out, they have to do case studies, put it that way. They have to document all their work. And uh, last year and through this year, we've been doing a a pilot study on medical intuition and just to see what the graduates are doing in terms of their accuracy rates. And we were, frankly, kind of blown away by the results. And it's on the website, uh, which I'll give you in a moment. But we found 94 to 98% accuracy rates with medical intuitives who had these sessions were blinded. So we did as much as we could to uh, follow the, you know, evidence-based practice of gathering data. So these were blinded sessions, meaning that the students did not have any knowledge of what their the respondents had. They didn't know any background or did, they did no intake or anything like that. 
So they just took a look with medical intuition, and they had a 98%, excuse me, 94% accuracy rate in location and evaluation of that person's primary health issue. Now, that alone is pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. That's amazing. Yeah. And um, we also found. Yeah. We also found um, one of the things that we look for as medical intuitives is not only the physical imbalances that could potentially be happening, but also, you know, the the energetic look of that. But also, we look for uh, life experiences that may have contributed to that imbalance. And that is a really basic tenet of energy medicine that there's some kind of root cause that goes deeper than what most doctors would call root cause. We're looking at, you know, emotional, mental, spiritual life experience that could have caused some kind of imbalance at this point in their life. And we have a 98% accuracy rate with that. And that figure is, yeah, pretty phenomenal. Um, And it goes on. Uh, Actually, we queried the respondents. This was all done anonymously and privately. We asked them, one of the questions we asked them was, how close to the medical or how consistent was the medical intuitive with a known medical diagnosis that they, the medical intuitive would not have known. And we got a 94%, I believe, accuracy rate on that, very high accuracy rate on that, which wow. I better be quoting. If, if I'm not quoting that one correctly, please forgive me. Go to the website and see. But it was upper 90% accuracy rate on that. I will not hold you to it. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere there, in there. And that was like, uh, that particular data stat was like, well, we didn't expect that. So I sent all that information over to my colleague, uh, who is the chief of family medicine at University of California, San Diego. And he looked at that and he said, well, you did a great pilot study. Let's do a gold standard study on medical intuition because it has never been studied before. Intuition wow. has been studied. Intuition in the healthcare process. And if anyone goes to the website called pubmed.com and you type in the word intuition, you'll get thousands of results of studies done on how healthcare providers use intuition. However, medical intuition as a very specific skill set has not been studied at all. I think there's one study that was done in the 70s with three medical intuitives and it was completely inconclusive and you know nobody picked it up since then <laughs> but then again I'm not sure anyone is getting these kinds of results I hope they are um, but we want to test it and check it so that the really the Western medicine world can start to look at this as something that can really be useful for them because we know as medical intuitives when we work with doctors we know the use of it and they do too but it's still a little you know under the radar so to speak one of the things that I have personally experienced as a psychic medium uh, is when people, I, I do my law job during the day, but this is something I do now more and more, probably as you transition from one of your careers to another, that's like how this <laughs> works, you know? And yeah. over the years, for the last 15 years since I've been awoke, so to speak, I would have friends over time call me and be very upset that they had a doctor say, you know, you got to come back in in three weeks. I think we have something serious here. It might be very serious. And I remember my own intuition would tell me false positive, right? And I would tell the second time it happened to me, I told this one friend, false positive. And I didn't, I just blurted it out like I had Tourette's or something, right? And then my friend comes back three weeks later and says, by the way, it's a, the report says false positive, no cancer. 
And, yeah. uh, and they were like, how did you know that? I said, I don't know. It just, when you yeah. asked that, when you called me that energy, I read energy. So the energy told me you're going to be okay. This isn't the big one as my, my family calls it the big one when we know it's something serious, but um, <laughs> do you have any opinions about that? Have other people I come do. to you and said similar things? And if so, yeah. what have they shared? So, so here's the deal. I, I love that story. And isn't that interesting? You just <laughs> had a knowingness, you know, you just like, I knew that it was false positive. That experience of knowingness is called clear cognizance, clear cognizance, meaning clear knowing. And that's a very common experience for people who've developed their intuition or, you know, relate to the idea of intuition. Now, what you did is what I call a flash of insight, meaning you okay. had some knowledge that kind of hit you out of the blue. You did not know where it came from. You just knew that you knew it and you knew it was right and you blurted it out to your friend. And that's a very common experience for healers, people who work with the biofield, people who work with intuition. You just get a hit, you know, boom, there it is. Now, that is an important understanding. However, let me make a distinction. Medical intuition as a skill set is not about a flash of insight. It's about a deliberate asking for and receiving information from the physical body and the biofield. So it takes your flash and it turns it into an actual skill set. <laughs> and that's wow. a really, it's a fun thing to learn. If, if you've had flashes of insight, if you're working in the healthcare field or you want to you know, get into it in that way, then y you know you've got the foundation or the beginnings of that kind of more deliberate experience. I, I'll say this. When I experienced it on the several times in my life it's happened, it's, it's very, like, even on my own case, I uh, was, in, I'm, I'm not going to throw a lot of antidotes, but just to give you an example, I was walking in front of a large window of dry cleaners underneath my office last year in March of 2018, and I looked at myself one morning on the way to work, and I was like, wouldn't it be weird if I had cancer looking at my whole body? And I didn't know it. And then three or four months later, I had a CT scan and got diagnosed with stage one kidney cancer. I was like, whoa, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I guess I got to pay yeah. attention to hunches more regularly. <laughs> well, um, yeah, so so Wait. so there are, go go ahead and finish your I'm sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, my question with that was going to be have you had people you work with tell you as they're going through your training or or at your experience with them uh that they can self-diagnose themselves or they've had instances where they figure out things about their own body that you can't just discern but for the approaches you're you're sharing with them. Well, yes and no. So so here's the thing. I teach a one. First of all, I'm sorry about your cancer diagnosis, and I hope you're okay. Oh, it's okay. Yes, it was, it was rectified. I had a surgery. It was handled, and it was a major learning experience for me. <laughs> yes, as so. as that can be for sure. Well, good for you for for taking the education that was offered there. <laughs> but, Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, you got it. Um, so what I I do is I have the main program, which is a nine month program for wellness professionals who want to learn how to use medical intuition in their practices. The other thing I can offer is a workshop, a one-day workshop called Medical Intuition for Healing. And this workshop is for anyone who wants to learn how to create that mind-body connection so that they can have a discussion with their own body about anything going on for them. It's a self-healing kind of a class using visualization skills. And the reason I use visualization skills as opposed to any other kind of intuitive skill is because we want to see it. We want to take a look at our kidney, right? We want to take a look at our, you know, whatever's going on and, and really get a good uh, visual on it so that we can have information to tell the doctor 
uh, so that we can have more information for ourselves about how to heal something and that so we can tap into our own self-healing ability. And I have a good story for that if you want to hear it. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. And this the reason I teach this is because it's such an important skill for everyone to have. And when I was, this was some years ago, um, I had just read or had read fairly recently Dr. Deepak Chopra's book called Quantum Healing. And Quantum Healing is a very important book for any healer out there and, frankly, for anyone out there, partly because he talks about how he used to work with his patients and teach them self-healing skills, particularly for cancer, but other things as well. And he started documenting that and noticing that when people were using mind-body visualization skills, they were actually healing. (laughs) Um, And uh, not long after that, I went to see a doctor about a little tumor that had developed, and um, uh, she took a look at it, she biopsied, she said it's benign, but she wanted to remove it. So uh, I said to her, you know, I'm thinking of using visualization, mind-body visualization skills, and I just read this great book. And, you know, you say that to a doctor, and if they don't, they're not aware of it, and most are it, you know, they look at you like you're from Mars <laughs> or something, <laughs> you know, what are you talking about? And it was yes. one of those funny moments where I went, oh, I guess she doesn't know about that. And she said, it's probably not going to hurt you, right? So I went home, and there was a <laughs> two-week window, uh, and I used visual intuitive visualization on that little tumor, and I used this, like, fizzy bubbles to scrub it and to just make it kind of fizz away. And I didn't do anything. I didn't use my hands. I just used my mind. Um, and I didn't pay any attention to it. <laughs> and two weeks later, uh, when I was in for the pre-op, I hear the doctor gasp. And, you know, the first thing you think is, oh, what have I done? <laughs> you know, uh-oh. Sure. <laughs> and she said, uh, it, it, it's gone from the size of about a nickel to the size of a pea. And, you know, it shrunk by about half. And it wasn't wow. going to do, it wasn't going to be, it wasn't that kind of tumor. It wasn't going to do that, right? And she looked at me and she said, whatever you did, I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that kind of got me off and running on this whole thing about, well, what is mind-body, intu- what does this mean? Is it intuition? Is it visualization? And that was sort of the beginning of all of my studies. Um, yeah, so this is not an uncommon experience. When you talk about this sort of thing, and even in a crowded room, people raise their hand. They go, yeah, something like that happened to me, or I heard about something like that. So this is a an ability that humans have. We have this hardwired ability to use our own sense of intuitive. There's a lot of different intuitive senses, but we can use them for all kinds of things, including self-healing. So that workshop... Uh, is open to everyone, and I've got some dates coming up on the website, and you know the people who've taken well, it have just really, really loved it. I want to I want to yeah. make sure we share your audience with our audience your website at least twice during our episode, and so can you give us our uh, your website please so that yes, they know where to go. Yes, it is absolutely. It is www.thepracticalpath.com. That's three words: thepracticalpath.com, all together. And uh, there's the classes, the workshops, and a bunch of other stuff on there uh, that would be interesting, perhaps, to your audience. Excellent. I know that there will be interested people from hearing this. Uh, For medical intuitive training, I believe you have different levels. Is that right? Can you talk about that a little bit for our audience if they're interested in wanting to know more about it? Absolutely. Um, There are two levels to the program. Uh, The first level is a four-month program. Uh, It's divided into one weekend per month for four months, and that gives people 
a month's worth of time to really practice and get the skills down. And the skills build on each other. Uh, so that is a four-month a four program. The level two is a five-month program, same format, one weekend per month. And, um, you know, at the, 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 the students that did the, um, the pilot study that I mentioned earlier with those kinds of, you know, 94, 98% accuracy rates, they had been studying with me for that nine-month period. They finished their level two uh, or were in process with finishing their level two, and they were getting those kinds of accuracy results in less than a year. And that's, wow. you know, a real testament to them, number one, but also for the fact that this program is a fast-track, intensive learning environment where you can get this under your belt really fairly quickly. I wanted to share for our audience as well, for these classes, do you have to live in the metro LA, California area, or can you take these classes Not online? At all. I believe you can do them online. Perfect. Yes, you don't Perfect. have to live in uh, Los Angeles where I'm located. You can do them all live online. So they're not self-study. They're live online with me uh, in the classroom environment with all your classmates, and you get to work on each other. It's very hands-on, hands so to speak. <laughs> it's very practice-oriented, okay. uh, and we have students from all over the world. It's very exciting. Can you tell us a little about the meditation classes that you offer as well? Well, um, I don't offer meditation classes as much as I offer this one workshop, which includes okay. uh, self-healing things. But I will tell you that I have something called guided meditations, and that might be what you mean, on the website. Okay. Now, guided meditations okay. are a series of uh, meditations that I put together for people to learn how to do some essential and basic skills in intuition. And one of the basic skills your audience might be interested in is grounding. <laughs> and we hear about grounding, <laughs> and some people teach it all. People teach it all kinds of ways, which are all great. Uh, but grounding really helps you with your intuition. It grows your intuition because it's a deliberate connection between the earth and your physical body and your biofield. And when we connect to the earth, we really do kind of become more in the present moment. So we can become more aware of our intuitive impulses, you know, the intuitive information coming in. I love that. <laughs> you just, you explain mm. it so well. Uh, the oh, concepts that I've kind of been exposed to in the last several years, hearing them come to life through our, your explanations, very enjoyable for me. I want to, mm. I want to ask you about your experience with Louise Hay and her oh. healing <laughs> sessions and how you, how you got involved in that. And if you could share that with our audience, I know they'd love to hear about that. I would love to talk about it. Um, this was way back when. This is in the, like, the late 80s. And this is just as she was sort of coming into her own as a publisher, a writer, you know, her wonderful book, um, uh, You Can Heal Your Life. Uh, she was working with the AIDS uh, community in Los Angeles at the time. And I was, you know, fairly young. Uh, a, a good friend of mine was working as one of her assistants. And he knew I was into sort of, you know, woo-woo stuff. <laughs> And he said, you should come over here and take a look at what this woman is doing. And he gave me a copy of her book, and I'm like, this is so cool. So I went over there, and it was in her apartment, if you can believe it, <laughs> in, wow. in Santa Monica, California. And uh, she was, she'd have a group of people in her apartment, and most people from the AIDS community. Um, and she'd talk about you know, self-healing and how to think about your body in this different way, you know, of what this might mean and what that might mean. You know, your shoulders might mean a lot of burden or this sort of thing. And she had a really great perspective on it, and it's in her books. Uh, and so she'd guide us through sort of, you know, a discussion and some affirmations. 
And then she'd have a little healing opportunity where someone would volunteer and they'd lie on the carpet, you know, and she'd bring out, you know, crystals and things like that. And we'd all just use intention and whatever we wanted to use to send healing energy to that person. It was phenomenal. I, <laughs> I mean, it blew yeah. my mind. I mean, I'd never seen anything like that. And what a wonderful, you know, sort of entry into this whole world of, um, you know, bioenergy and biofield connection and quantum field healing and all that great stuff. Because that's really what it is. It kind of comes down to intention when it comes to healing. So, very, very wonderful experience. Um, it looks to me like when, when, you, when you think of that, the one I tell people is be careful what you think. Thoughts are real. Mm -hmm. They can impact you. Kind of like barring off the secret and all these other concepts. But I wanted to ask you, when you explain what you do as a certified medical intuitive, what has been the strangest response you've gotten from somebody? Oh, you're making me think, Jason. Um, strangest Sorry. response. <laughs> you know, to be honest, it's such a great conversation starter. <laughs> yeah. Most everybody is interested in what that means. And from there, you know, if they're, if they, even if they think it's ridiculous and, you know, they're skeptical about it, I would say some of the strangest responses are people that just are skeptical about it. Um, they're interested for the most part, but they're, they think it might be, you know, a lot of nonsense. And I get that, you know, that's certainly a, a reasonable response. But here's the, here's the kicker. I have taught those kinds of people. I have taught skeptics. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I encourage people to be skeptical because, you know, I don't, there's no reason to believe anything if you don't have a personal experience of it when it comes to this kind of thing. Because, you know, why? You, you wanna, it's that evidence perspective, which I respect. So... Um, I have no problem with people being skeptical about it. I think it's good. And I, I would all suggest all of them come and have a session, you know, or, you know, you know try it for themselves. Yeah. I sometimes find that when you reach a skeptic and you show them that they can't explain it through either a reading or through your work as well, that's probably one of the most rewarding things we get to do yeah, <laughs> is change a paradigm true. for somebody who now is going to go talk to four other people about it and kind of raise the buzz about it through social media or whatever else, and personal experiences. I yes. noticed oh, – go ahead. If you're, if you're going to have a comment, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm just agreeing with you, absolutely. Personal experience is really the bellwether for all of this. And, you know, we're not 100% right all the time, you know, and no, yeah. no intuitive is. But when we're right, we're right, and that's fun to, to get that kind of corroboration from the – the, the client, you know, or the patient in the case of doctors say, yeah, yeah, you nailed that one. That's always great. And our okay. percentages show that. So, yeah. I wanted to ask you about crystal healing because I noticed you have background in it. And it's one of the things that I've currently been immersed in for a while. Um, I give readings to people. And if I notice they're grieving the loss of a loved one or a breakup, I do, I do what I call my basic. Hey, here's a, here's a piece of rose quartz. I think this could benefit you. Look it up online, how you can approach it. I wanted to ask you when you well first off what was your personal experience with crystal healing like and what like rose quartz is one of my favorite stones that I like mm -hmm. to recommend to people depending on where they're at what what type of crystals do you find it gravitated to you in the past and even now and why <laughs> I love crystals it's kind of an obsession isn't it <laughs> yeah 
you yeah. can really get addicted to these little guys. They're fabulous. In fact, I'm sitting here holding a beautiful <laughs> agate as we speak. Um, I, you know, I would say probably my first experience with crystals would be at Louise Hayes' living room because she brought crystals out, and I'd never seen, you know, these beautiful large quartz <laughs> crystals that she brought out. Some were rose quartz, and some were clear quartz and amethyst and you know i'm seeing like rays come out of them and i'm like what is happening <laughs> so oh. to answer you know it was like that kind of like well that's a bit of a mind blower i'd never you know experienced yeah. anything like that before um crystal healing is something that you know i've sort of self-taught myself and you know took a few classes here and there but just was so gravitate i so was drawn to them like you uh that i really studied and practiced and used them in my healing practice a good deal back when I was doing exclusively energy healing. And I, I'm, not, I'm not doing that anymore. Now I'm concentrating exclusively on medical intuition. But um, back when I was a healer, I would bring out my, you know, all my boxes of stones and people would either lie down <laughs> or I would, you know, have them put them under the chair, put them in their hands. And I noticed that people were releasing even more when they were holding a stone yeah. or when they were had stones on their bodies. And you'll be interested to know that I think... I can't speak with authority here, but I believe there have been some studies done uh, at Harvard. I could have that wrong um, about crystal healing because all these things are being studied now because people are talking about them so much. And they found that there were results uh, that when people were holding a crystal or, you know, sleeping with one under their pillow or, you know, even just using it in a therapeutic manner, they were showing results, and a lot of it was lowered stress because uh, you can mark that. There are markers for that. And, uh, you know, things along those lines are clarity or, you know, intentional things, intention building. So there, there are a lot of uses for it. And even if it, if it turns out it's a placebo, well, it's a pretty darn good placebo as far as I'm concerned. And placebos cool. are effective. There's plenty of research on that. <laughs> You know, I say to people who are skeptic about crystals, I'm 44 uh -huh. and I'm calling my age for a minute. If people could have pet rocks 20, 30 years ago, then I can have a crystal and say it heals me or can heal other people <laughs> for thousands there of years. There you go. Right? This has been something well, that people have been talking about. Well, and not only that, if you look at the work of um, – well, crystals, are they conduct electricity, right? They're piezoelectric. They can actually yes. do that. So, you know, there's plenty of science about what – kind of energy crystals can conduct. So if you think about it from that perspective alone, uh, there's a lot of value there. Um, like a malachite, you, might ask, you asked me what my favorite stones are. Malachite is a green, um, with a lot of beautiful pattern in it, a green stone from the African Congo. And it has, it's green because it has a lot of copper in it. <laughs> and, you know, people don't think about that, but there's a lot of copper in it. So, you know, people wear copper bracelets. Uh, they use copper in, you know, all kinds of scientific fashion. But copper has been um, known to reduce inflammation. So if you hold or get a malachite stone, it might help. And there's no guarantee, but it might help with an inflammation picture, you know, some kind of inflammation. Interesting. So, yeah. Oh. And when you dig into it, you can kind of see that. If you, if anyone's interested in the work of Nikola Tesla, he was a big, big on crystals. Of course, a lot of people thought he was a crackpot, but he worked with electricity, and he understood the con the conduct the conducting of electricity that crystals can do. So, for people who love crystals, I would say if you're a healer, get yourself a good malachite. Uh, it's really I love good. That. Yeah. Yes. 
important stone. One of my personal stones is a Moldavite piece I have that I wear. Oh. It's a high vibrational <laughs> stone that I use when I'm reading people or just when I'm out and about. But I, I definitely like that uh, myself. Well, I, go ahead. Jason, I was going to say, that's pretty outstanding. Moldavite is from uh, outer space. It's an asteroid, right? It comes from asteroids. Yeah. So <laughs> some people can't be around a Moldavite. I'm one of them. <laughs> uh, well, They're one of the things strong. I identified with, when I, yeah, when I started dabbling in this stuff, and, and not dabbling, but when I started really formalizing and, and, and immersing myself in it, and I, I noticed the Moldavite piece for me, uh, I'm part Czech, so it, it's, it, it was founded from a, a, an actual collision from a meteorite in the Czech Republic. And I'm like, ah. okay, this, this stone is gravitating for me. It, it's something that I'm really right. gravitating to, but it's definitely right. a crystal I enjoy. That's I do, lovely. Um, thank you. Thank you. Going into this and looking at this, I'm going to look ahead since I'm intuitive myself. And I want to ask you, what is your opinion about the future of this particular field of study? And I don't have to make you like make predictions, but just based on your opinion and, and working with the University of California, San Diego School of Medicine and, and the study that they're working with you now, where do you see the trajectory of this in 20 years? Well, I, I love that question. Uh, I would hope that it would be sooner than 20 years, but uh, right now um, what we have on the website is um, a, a practitioner referral service meaning that the certified graduates are available for any medical or licensed practitioner, so a licensed acupuncturist or chiropractor or MD or ND, et cetera, can give us a call and they can work with a licensed, excuse me, a certified medical intuitive, uh, you know, at an introductory rate so that they can see how valuable it is in their own practice. Now, it's already infiltrating. <laughs> okay. uh, I love that word. Uh, because... Integrative medicine and functional medicine are starting to really come into the foreground, certainly on the coast, but it's also uh, we're finding integrative medicine centers are starting to pop up at all of the major medical schools because the word integrative means what used to be called complementary and alternative, meaning things that have to do with bioenergy or the biofield, Reiki, healing touch, um, pranic healing, as you said, uh, crystal healing, mind-body practices, meditation, yoga, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and the medical community is starting to acknowledge that these skills help their patients heal. <laughs> so what we have here is a groundswell of of interest in all things, you know, alternative or complementary, and that's where medical intuition comes in. However. Medical intuition in itself is not a modality. It is a foundational skill set uh, that supports all modalities, which is why I have such a broad range of people that come to the program in all areas, and all disciplines, because medical intuition can really help them in whatever it is they do. So, you know, I'm having doctors call me more and more and refer more and more, and that's what I see. So, you know, on a broader scale, Jason, which may be where you're asking, there are a lot of people talking about what they call the intuitive economy, meaning um, intuitive. I love this. I was about to ask you about this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ju there's a woman, a researcher named Julia Mossbridge. I heard her speak at the Institute of Noetic Sciences conference this last year. Brilliant woman, and she's done a lot of research in this area. And she has a whole theory about, uh, you know, the growing intuitive economy. She calls it something different, but that's essentially what it is where intuitives will be, um, you know, 
asked to support uh, not just healthcare, which is where medical intuition really comes in, um, but also in business, you know, and in other areas too. Um, and we're already seeing this sort of on the outskirts, but it's just going to get, I, I, I would hope anyway, that it just grows. Um, and the more uh, medical intuitives can be certified, uh, the more people we have out there working in clinics and hospitals, and that's my goal. I want to see this integrated into medical training, and I'm working on that right now. I was fortunate to teach at the Dr. Andrew Weil Center, and I do teach down at Scripps Health in San Diego and other places that are traditional, you know, allopathic with an integrative perspective. So integrative medicine is really our, our champion here. So I think it's happening quicker yeah, and quicker, faster and faster. You know, and, and this is something I think is interesting to bring up as a side point is insurance, health insurance. I would think that if they were to receive this information after it's verifiable through further studies, and like your pilot program and in general, you know, once the medical field starts adop adopting this further, I guess one of my questions to you would be, have you had any experience promoting this concept to health insurance companies? Because one of the things I'm thinking of is they want to they save as much money as possible with expensive procedures. And like, for example, when people go to get CT scans, it's not a cheap procedure. You're probably going to cash out your deductible of $3,500 for one or two of those in a year. And once yeah. you're diagnosed with a serious illness, you've got to go get that type of thing regularly. Uh, something like this could be a lot more cost effective. And so I guess what my question in short would be is, have you had any experience uh, promoting what you do to the health insurance industry, and have they been receptive as of yet? I have not, but I love this idea. <laughs> it, it makes perfect sense to me. Um, and yeah. it, it makes perfect sense to me because of what the possibilities and, and you know, what the, t the skills can do and what the possibilities are of what they can do even further. Um, medical intuition in the United States, anyway, is still in a sort of nascent state, uh, burgeoning, as you, if, you, if you will. And it hasn't been, you know, out there like acupuncture has for the last 20, 30 years, maybe longer, 40 years, uh, or, you know, other kinds of energetic uh, processes that are more well-known, like Reiki, for example. There's Reiki in hospitals now, uh, even though, you know, it's still not in insurance-based. But I will tell you that there is a big um, uh, push or interest from the energy practitioners' perspectives across the U.S. to help legitimize every, pretty much every skill and modality out there that is energy-based in order to have it be um, uh, deductible on insurance. And uh, we're even seeing some kind, new kinds of insurance coming up that includes energy modalities and energy skills. Um, they are, you know, they're still in their infancy, but if you, if you Google it, you can actually find a couple of these uh, companies that have started policies for that. So this is really something that is in its beginning stages. And, and because of the interest in it, because of the use of it, because people like it, you know, because it works for them, it's going to go faster as long as it, um, you know, as long as it keeps moving and, and more awareness comes out about this. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, yeah. I think that's I, the most, that you're on, it's a cutting edge area and it's, it could potentially transform the entire health industry if you really well, look at it. And, you know, that's, 
that's my soapbox, Jason. I, the, the uses <laughs> of medical intuition are vast. Uh, there are medical intuitives working in medical research right now. Under the radar, no one's you know shouting about it, but they are. Uh, there are medical intuitives working in hospitals, working in the ER. Uh, there are medical intuitives all over the place, and they just keep a low profile. <laughs> but they are doing their job, and they're excelling at it. So it's it's one of these things that just needs to come to the forefront. Especially when you see our government in the past using remote viewing and things like that with intuition on their oh, yeah. projects. Why can't we do it? Why can't we do it to help people? <laughs> you would think well, that would make a lot of sense. <laughs> of course it does. Of course it does. And, you know, you just have to kind of keep it, keep it moving and, and, you know, and keep the intention out there. So I, I have seen just, you were asking about sort of the past into the future. I would say over the last five years, and I've talked to other colleagues about this and everyone has noticed a real energy shift or paradigm shift and the whole idea of, um, you know, biofield or bioenergy as it integrates into into traditional healthcare, more and more of it now um, from every every sector. So there's a I think there's a real future in it here. And as my students Which is it, start, to, yeah, isn't it? And well, and when I go and yeah. speak at medical conferences, honestly, people stand up and cheer. I mean, <laughs> you'd be surprised. Uh, but I can imagine. They're like, <laughs> Yeah, they're like, wow. There's, you know, when you think about the possibilities for this skill set, which is pretty, you know, it's 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 pretty accurate in that respect. So there Absolutely. you go. How has your um, how has your experience been with the mainstream media and its coverage on this topic and your experience you know, with it? I'll tell you what. Um, medical intuition still has not been covered by mainstream media. However, um, other forms of Certainly, many, many energy healing forms have been. There are even, you know, Dr. Oz talks about them, and, you know, Oprah talks about them. You know, it's, it's, that's part of the, and certainly Louise Hay brought it to the world, you know, when she was on Oprah the first time. So this discussion has been up in the, in the consciousness of the entire planet, uh, certainly for the last 30, 40 years, I guess it would be 30 years or whatever it is. Um, but... Um, Oh, Jason, I've forgotten your question. Forgive me. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I'm trying to remember the question for a second as well. Good. Sorry. I was um, going on a. I'm trying to think. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It happens sometimes. I was thinking back to when you were describing Louise Hay, and then we were we were just basically going into how it's going to be in the future. Yeah. Uh, medical. The main media. Uh, oh, mainstream media. media. Well, oh, yeah, this, that's Sorry. right. That's such a great topic because one of the things I do on my Facebook page, and everybody who listens, you know, please go and, and, and like the Facebook page. Uh, you can also sign up for my newsletter. But I post on Facebook um, the Practical Path, you can find it there, um, articles that I look at regularly. I, I You know, I, I, I'm part of a, a large group of people that always keeps their eye on these sorts of journal articles and whatnot. Listen, there are articles on energy work in USA Today, on CNN. In fact, Forbes, of all things, have this fabulous article on intuition and how it can be used in business. So <laughs> we really are at the cutting edge of you know, this new idea of how you can use these 
you know, sort of, you know, for lack of a better word, right brain kinds of processes and traditionally left brain kinds of, you know, environments and how well they work. So it's very exciting. It's very exciting. Especially when you think, think about, I don't know, remember the exact percentage of our brain that we actually utilize compared to what's still not been documented and explored. But when you think about the human brain and its potential and just in terms of our ability to evolve, I would say that medical intuition is going to be a, a very hot area going forward, even in the next several years from now. And in not just one field, but across all the various fields and modalities, I think. Well, I appreciate that. that. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that thought. I agree with you. Uh, I think this is a, you know, like I say, a burgeoning field. Uh, I think the field is, you know, wide open for um, it to be utilized in healthcare for certain. Um, and I tell that to my students. I say, you know, whatever field you're in, and they're from everything. I mean, I have, like I said, psychotherapists, psychologists, psychiatrists, um, MDs, naturopaths, health coaches. <laughs> uh, I have researchers, huh. you know, pe- people from across the board who are fascinated by this and interested in wanting to bring it into their sector. And I say, you guys are the trailblazers. You're at the forefront. You're going to be integrating this in a way that makes sense to your field and bringing this awareness and this ability to expand your own field. And we've had reports back, um, you know, from the mental health care sector, from nursing, from you name it, where people have said, you know, I'm using this and I'm seeing these amazing results. And I hope that um, I'll be able to publish some of that. You know, you have to be careful about all that when it comes to case studies. But I see it already in the information the students are bringing back in their own case reports. And I look forward to being able to share that, you know, on a broader level. Absolutely. Looking at your experiences, I know when people ask me what I do and as a lawyer, as a psychic, I always have like certain anecdotes I like to share. Oh, this is the most mem- one of the most memorable experiences. I want to ask you, what's been your most memorable experience working with individuals in this area and why? You know, I, I when I give my talks, I give a lot of case reports. Um, you know, I, I do talk about case studies that um, that really outline the process of medical intuition, and uh, they're all very interesting. In other words, I what medical intuition? I'll give you the the, the bottom line on it in terms of the process of it. Uh, it's a visual intuitive skill to look at the physical body. So we're looking at the body very much like looking at a functional MRI meaning like we look at the interior of the body, we look at the body systems, each one of the systems. So you have to know your anatomy. Um, you can learn. I teach a component of that. Um, you just have to know what a system is supposed to do or the organs are supposed to do, et cetera, et cetera. So that's how I look, right? The other thing is a conversation with the body, not the person. The person's body and biofield, meaning their chakra system and their auric field, on where the imbalance came from. So that has to do with their life story, right? And yes. uh, yeah, how it how it manifested into this issue. And let me just say, since some of your re- listeners may be interested, um, there is research on what's called adverse childhood experiences now. And you may not have you may not have heard that term, but um, what it is are uh, is research on people who have had early childhood trauma and later in life, in adult life, physical imbalances, you know, from cancer to obesity to, you know, diabetes to you name it. Um, And they're seeing a link. 
So what a medical intuitive, the way I practice it and teach it, is I'm going to go back and look as well in your life experience to see what could have brought this forward in your own experience. And that's really illuminating for the client because it brings them awareness. And awareness, as Dr. Dean Ornish says, is the first step in healing. And that's what makes medical intuition so unique, is that we are doing an evaluation. We're not diagnosing. We're not giving a healing. We're not affecting the energy in any way. What we're doing is we're looking, and we're seeing, and we're evaluating. Now, those who work in um, you know, massage therapy or body work know that the body holds on to stuff, right? They just know They know it. Because if they hit a muscle group or something and they, they get in there and maybe someone starts to cry you know, or release emotion, sure. and that's a very common experience. So we know the body holds things. So let me give you, I've given you the long introduction here. If we have time, I'll give you a case report. Absolutely. Okay. So this is a good example of all of that. Uh, this was a client of mine who uh, was a very successful businesswoman in her mid-40s. Uh, uh, she came to me because she had a long bout of tendonitis that had gone on about a month and uh, nothing was working and you know tendonitis is often very slow to heal especially in the wrist which is where hers was because you use your wrist a lot but she wanted me to look at it and I said okay I'll just see whatever's there when I looked at her wrist with that you know kind of MRI view I saw the inflamed tendons and I saw what looked like uh, a bone scar underneath the tendons in the bones of the wrist there was like an old bone scar that had healed, a fracture. And I also saw this sort of cloud of grief and emotion around the wrist area. And so that was a conversation that I would have with the wrist. And i say, okay, well, what's going on here? And what do you need? And the wrist showed me some scenes from her life. Now, this is where it gets really fascinating. <laughs> so the, medical, the physical stuff is important because you want to know what's going to help heal this. And her wrist said, take a look at this. What I saw was a scene from her life at age 21 where she was playing tennis with her boyfriend. And she went to swing her racket, and she tripped and fell and broke her wrist. And that was that wrist, the bone scar I saw in there. And uh, the next thing I saw in her wrist that was being held there was uh, her in the ER with her wrist being taped up and her boyfriend breaking up with her in the ER. And oh. what's, yeah kind of cold. <laughs> but what, what happened for her was her wrist was hanging on. It was holding on to the emotion of that emotional breakup in the wrist, but it was also holding on to the physical pain of the fracture. Now, interestingly, my client piped up and said, oh my gosh, I'm going through an emotional breakup right now. I could have told her that, but she said it before I could. And she said, you know what? It happened about a month ago with my partner who I'd been with for over 10 years. And, and I said, well, and it started. She said, my, the tendonitis started about a month ago. She made that connection already without me saying anything further. And that's what happens. The body holds things, and it will re-trigger in a similar kind of circumstance. Now, that is amazing. What I, <laughs> it is amazing, but it's also very common. That's kind of what medical intuitives will see. Now, what I find interesting about this particular case report, Jason, is that there was more to look at. And her, uh, her wrist showed me an image from her. She was about age five. Uh, she was in a closet. It was very dark. She was holding that same arm up for protection. And a cane, it looked like a cane was coming down and hitting her on her wrist point there. And it looked like, mm. you know, an older woman, like a mother. 
and my client corroborated it. Sometimes people don't remember early life experience, but she did. And she said, yes, my mother was mentally ill, and she used to beat me with her cane, and she used to lock me in a closet. And that was, and that's a powerful memory, right? But that was all being stored in her wrist, right? It's like a lifetime of physical and emotional trauma that was being held there. Now, I called her a couple of days later to see how she was doing, you know, what was going on with the tendonitis, and she said it was gone. <laughs> Uh, and she said that her wrist is as if it never was there. It was back to normal. Wow. And most most importantly, uh, she said that she was able to process the emotions of her current breakup that she hadn't been able to process in the last month. It was all very you know tender for her, and she'd been kind of holding it back. But with this session, you know her her permission to grieve and to release was right there, and the tendonitis went away. Isn't that interesting? That's amazing. I keep using the word amazing. I should just say astonishing, uh, incredible, phenomenal. <laughs> well, find the right word. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I like to tell that particular case study because it really had a powerful effect. Now, the the mechanism of that, of the visual look of what's going on in the body and then where it relates in the life experience, that is an everyday experience of a medical intuitive, the way I practice and the way I train people. That's the process. You know, there's all the pieces of how to do it, but that's the basic process. And the information that is that is learned and comes to awareness from that really can stimulate the healing process like nothing else. However, that's not the goal of medical intuition, is not to perform a healing. Uh, she happened to have an emotionally based issue that was able to release. Sometimes that happens, sometimes it doesn't, but the awareness process is always there. And that's really what medical intuition is. You know what I like about it, your, your case study you just provided to me? It made me think of when people have the weakest part of their body. Some people get ulcers. Other people have bad mm -hmm. necks, mm -hmm. you know, tennis wrists, whatever it is. I feel like the weakest part of your body, if you're going through an ordeal like you've described, she went through a breakup, and then she had these earlier torments in her life, I feel like that's the area that will likely – provide symptoms and so yeah, as a medical intuitive as a medical intuitive it sounds like you can do a great service for people who have those kind of problems because by bringing the awareness to them they can then go get you know counseling or whatever yep. is going to help them with their work and so that's 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 important that's like a shortcut in terms of like a really incredible machine you can go in front of that can just tell you by the way, it's not because a lot of times people are worried about their conditions because they don't know what it might be. It might be symptoms of something else, but they, they doctors will perform all these tests to rule out things. And I feel yes. like medical intuitives could actually probably shortcut a lot of that and put it in the area so that someone can use that practical information and go to their physician or therapist, whoever it is, and say, this is something that I didn't think of. This is something yeah. that's deeper in the in, in, in the layer than just a, a superficial, hey, you got a headache? Here's some aspirin. <laughs> um, I want to ask you your well, opinion about, in yeah. terms of that, how how looking you can go in-depth with somebody. And, and what it reminds me of, prior interviews I've had, I had shamans on, and they look at disease not as we look at it, but D-I-S hyphen ease, that the whole system mm -hmm. of the body needs yeah. to be looked at and evaluated. It sounds like you guys, well, not you guys, like I said, medical intuitives will – aspire to the same type of idea. Is that accurate? Uh, 
Well, yes. Um, there's two pieces of it, and and let me just say let me just say this. Um, I'm a big fan of testing, <laughs> and I'm a big fan of what the medical system can do really, really well, because sometimes you know here's the thing. I can't have any biases as a medical intuitive, can I? Because if I do, I'm going to miss something. So I look at the body, and I, I talk to the body. It talks to me. I talk to the biofield. It talks to me, et cetera, et cetera. And what I'm asking is, what's going to work? What's going to help? And sometimes it's go see a therapist, and sometimes it's stick with this doctor, and sometimes it's go get another kind of test or go try this over there. I mean, I have story after story of client after client who's gone through, who's like been, Spit out, you know, gone through the whole medical mill and spit out the other side, and by and being have been told we, there's nothing we can do for you. We don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. That is so common. You'd be surprised. But it's, terrifying it's only for people. It's terrifying. Yes, it is. It is terrifying, especially for chronic issues. So what a medical intuitive can do is look at it from all these different perspectives and say, okay, let's take a look at the emotional component, the mental component, the the spiritual component, as well as the physical component. Now, here's something that I'll share with your listeners and you that may be completely, you know, might sound really out to lunch, but this is why medical intuitives are involved in research, medical research, because there I see things that, you know, I saw 10 years ago that there was no name for that now there is a name for. <laughs> uh, SIBO. SIBO is a good example of that small intestinal bowel overgrowth. If anyone has gastrointestinal issues, they've heard probably heard this term. It's on everyone's lips now. It's in magazines now. But, you know, 15, 20 years ago, I had never heard the term. But I w- when I looked at someone who had that condition, which is, you know, not fun, I was like, well, you know, there's a lot of bacterial overgrowth in the small intestine. And, you know, that's what I was looking at. <laughs> but it was not diagnosed properly at the time because there was no context for it. And this happens over and over with medical intuitives. We see things and we discern things that may or may not be well understood yet. Um, Or, you know, someone hasn't seen the right specialist, for example. That happens a lot. Um, You know, traditional avenues in testing, there are people who fall outside of those parameters. And every now and then they change the parameters because of that, you know, where a medical intuitive yeah. might have seen that. So it's it's a fascinating field to be in because here's the thing about medicine that you don't hear this very often, but medicine changes constantly. You know, they're always revising the testing. They're always, you know, doing their evidence base and coming up with new uh, information and therefore revising practices. So I tell people, you know, keep looking, keep asking, you know, don't, it, what is it, Deepak Chopra says he, in the HEAL documentary, I love this quote, he says, you can believe the diagnosis if you want, but don't believe the prognosis, you know, take a look <laughs> and see, there may be something else out there that just is on the verge of coming forth or hasn't been quite discovered yet or whatever it is. So not to give anyone, you know, this is why I'm circling back to the fact that I don't, I can't have a bias. Listen, if the body says that that drug or that surgery or that procedure is going to help with this issue, you know, then that's what the body is saying. So, you know, I can't come at it saying, well, you, you know, only be a vegan and, you know, <laughs> you know, sure. don't ever do that. So you, you have to really take everyone one person at a time. I, I'm, I'm not a fan of the intuitives that say this equals that. 
I'm absolutely not a fan of that because that's uh, that's like putting blinders on. And one size doesn't fit all. <laughs> that's the point. That's the whole point. You know, exactly. That's it's the, the individual. Yeah. I yeah. think I think your case study really helped me understand this area, at least where we're at with it right now, in terms Good. of. It, it actually made me think of my mom. My mom says suffering from chronic neck pain, and I'm thinking maybe I should have her give you a call. <laughs> do you sure. do consultations over the phone with people outside I, of California? Is it something that our oh, audience yeah. could call you if they have an issue like a, a, a pervasive, a really terrible chronic uh, neck injury that they just don't know what it is and they don't understand it, but they've been through a lot emotionally and all that. You could do things over the phone, like I, you know, is that something that you do? Is, is that yeah. for our audience to understand? I should say. Yes, and, uh, I, 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 my main business, you know, my main focus, I should say right now, is teaching, and I do give uh, consultations as well. So people can go to the website, and under the menu tab that says services, you can book a session with me. Um, there are dates and times. You know, I book a little bit ahead because of my schedule, but uh, please sure. feel free. Um, I'm happy to, to give a That's consultation. To, <laughs> yeah, to anyone Absolutely. who would like it. and. Um, and, and by the way, if the schedule doesn't work with anyone, please note that I have students who are completing their certification programs, and they give free sessions. <laughs> so oh, wow. if anyone is having financial concerns or whatever, just go to the contact form on the website. Let me know you heard me on Jason's show and that you would like a free <laughs> session with one of our student practitioners. They're students, uh, and they, can, they are practicing various parts of the program. Uh, and they can uh, give you a free session there. That's amazing. I, I know people would really appreciate that to know that. So that's something that I, I will definitely make sure when we promote this episode, since we pre-recorded this, uh, mm -hmm. it's gonna it's gonna be part of my promotion, and I'll make sure of that because that's something that people people who listen to the show always want to know if there's something that could benefit, you know, across the board. Follow up with you. Going back to your website, because I know we're running low on time, unfortunately. And every time I have someone like you on the show that I'm fascinated by, the time just flies. <laughs> but um, I'm happy to come back anytime. <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. When you find out more information about your study and you want to share it and you want to disperse, I'm happy Great. to have you on for another another episode. Going back to the website, www.thepracticalpath.com, and I believe uh, 1-877-433-6611, is that the number to reach for your office? Yes, that is the 800 number, and you can leave a message there. I will be honest with you, um, email is better. So there's also a contact okay. form on the website, and you can reach me there as well. Thank you so much. I oh, uh, so want to ask you one last question. What's ahead for you in 2020? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, my schedule has gotten busier and busier, which is so much fun. I'm doing a lot of speaking at conferences medical conferences around the country, uh, and, and it looks like I'll be doing hopefully some in the, the EU as well. Um, so there's a lot of that, and certainly my programs are, you know, full bore. I teach in two semesters, one in the fall, and, excuse me, one in the spring and one in the fall, so people can take a look at that. Um, just a lot of great stuff coming up. There's a whole uh, link on the website about that. You can take a look and see what's coming up in, in 2020, but we're very excited. And hopefully, uh, let me just say something about the UCSD study. Um, it's, sure, difficult to get, it's difficult to get funding for these sorts of things because it's not something that uh, the National Institute of Health generally funds because it's sort of outside of their usual scope. 
we are always looking for we're looking for fund, funding for this study. It's not a lot of money, but we do need more funding. So if any of your listeners are fired up about this and they want to get more info, that is on the website under, uh, you know, you can find it on the tabs and there's stuff on the front page about it. And Go to those links. You're certainly welcome to donate or if you know somebody who you think might be willing, you know, to learn more about it, please get them in touch with us and we'd be happy to talk to them. I think what you're doing is amazing. Uh, I'm going to keep using that word probably, unfortunately, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm lost of words. And I'm, uh, for me to be lost of words, that's a unique thing. I usually have plenty of words to describe something, but I, I really want to thank you for sharing your time with us on the show tonight and giving us the opportunity to really delve into this area that's really cutting edge. I believe it's going to be the future path. The practical path will likely be the future path of uh, <laughs> medical intuition and how it's going to factor in all these things that we uh, get to do with our medical community and the various modalities for healing. So I'm excited to find out about your case study in the future and, you know, about your study with the University of California, San Diego School of Medicine. And uh, I will be happy to share this information with anyone I know. In fact, I'm going to, now I have something to tell people when they're telling me they have chronic pain, I'll be like, call Wendy. <laughs> or one of her, <laughs> one of her, or one of her, one of her medical intuitive trainees. <laughs> but uh, yeah. students. Uh, We'd be happy I, to I, help. I, I, I really in, I encourage our audience to support your program and, and the study. I think the more that we can get these type of studies funded, the more legitimized this stuff will be, and mm -hmm. it'll be widely accepted, and it'll do nothing but heal everybody. So why not? It's an unlimited source of healing. When we look at limited resources in our society, this isn't something that's limited. This is something that's amazing, and that's why we should definitely pull, you know, promote it as much as possible. Yes, I, I so appreciate your enthusiasm and your support, Jason, and keep doing what you're doing. This is so important to get the word out. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for coming on, and uh, I deeply appreciate having you on, and, and keep me posted as this, as this stuff goes forward for you with the University of California, San Diego, and everybody else. I sure will. Thanks so much. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Take care. Bye. I just want to thank Wendy for coming on. I have wanted to have somebody – to discuss medical intuitives um, as a as a practice area as a as a methodology for a while, it's interesting when you can have a guest come on who's extremely passionate, talented, taking their life passion and putting it into something that's really charging ahead to hopefully help a lot of people. Uh, when when someone deals with a catastrophic health condition and they're terrified in the initial diagnosis or the initial part of their ordeal. A big, I'd say, at least from personal experience with my cancer, one of the most terrifying things for me is the unknown. Not knowing the extent of how far something can go before you know you're going to have it handled. And also on a personal level, you just you shut down. People can emotionally shut down when they're dealing with complicated things like that. Uh, health issues and those kind of things. I think this field could do a lot of service to people who are patients in our in our country, in our society, and I believe very strongly that the work of individuals like Wendy Coulter and others are going to really lead the way for us, and I'm very excited about this uh, episode, and I'm excited. I'd like to ask what you think of this particular area and this topic, and I ask, you know, Check out the practicalpath.com website and really think about this as something that we could promote more, make better use out of it. And in the end, instead of 
relying on traditional medicine only, it's better to think outside the box and really be more expansive in our approach. And that's what I think this is going to do for us in terms of promoting health and wellness. I am very excited to offer new episodes going into the new year beyond our show has been on for about a year and a half now. There has been, uh, there have been some times recently where I have not been able to put out an episode every week due to my legal schedule as a lawyer, but I will be doing more episodes more regularly on a weekly basis going forward. Any of you uh, who listen to our show regularly and have any input or feedback, I welcome it. Feel free to email me directly at info at the letter D, socialpsychicradio.com. Uh, Check out our website, our social media presence as well, Facebook, Instagram. And uh, I just want to thank everyone for tuning into this episode. Once again, thepracticalpath.com. Check it out. There's a lot of information on there. The Medical Intuition Healing Workshop, the one-day event that's open to the public. You can look for that as well. And if you become really passionate about it, there's the intuitive training, the medical intuitive training that you could find out about in greater detail. And the practical path is the intuitive development for wellness professionals. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We'll be back again very shortly. And if anyone has any questions regarding this episode or any other topic, feel free to contact me and don't hesitate. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms and know that the universe is always yours to explore. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Electric acid. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing where we harmonise your mind, body and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that the my name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big touchdown. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Electric acid.